DJ Veej Prakash. Welcome to the Jazz Podcast. Hey Rob, how's it going? It's going very well. Um, so we're going to preview the Cambridge Jazz Festival. For the listeners that, that are maybe newer to us, Veej, you've been on the show once before with the Brass Funkies album preview. Yeah, that's right. That was about a year ago now when we uh, when we released our second album. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That was so long ago. And this is our 80th show, the 80th episode. My God. Of the I know. I know. It's just not wow. going away. People are trying and it's not going. That's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're like our man on the ground. You're at ground zero here. Um, yeah. And, and the the idea is that you're going to fill the show with some information. Doesn't have to be a lot, but some thinly veiled attempt at making it more than just me. Um, talking yeah, that about, sounds great. Yeah, okay, sick. So the Cambridge Jazz Festival starts on the 13th of November and runs to the 27th. So it's 15 nights of live jazz. Yeah, so it's pretty amazing. It's I think it's in its third year now, and um, it's kind of just grown exponentially, really. It's pretty crazy, the fact that in a town like Cambridge, which is a city, really, but not, not a huge city, there's just there's multiple gigs every single night of the week, and mm. some amazing, amazing musicians coming through the town, which is great. And it has a really strong scene, and has had for years, as you know, as a music hub for the number of musicians that come through it as well, right yeah you know. i mean because because of the, the town itself there's a good healthy music scene but also because of the university you get a load of great musicians from all over the world who kind of make it their home for between three and five years and really influence a lot of things when they're there yeah and for me like you're one of those people where when i tell them that i know you everyone's like oh yeah i know Vige, great you know, hmm. so for me, it's a social all access pass, especially in Cambridge. You know, that that's open doors for me. I won't lie to you. Oh, lovely. Um, well, yeah, the door it's, it's to your nice... house. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's else. a it's a very one of the things that's nice about the Cambridge jazz scene that I've found, um, especially kind of reconnecting with it a little bit in the last couple of years. is just quite just how friendly it is. Really, it's very open and people are very receptive to each other's music. It's really nice. Yeah, um, that. That is a wonderful situation to work in, for sure. I forgot to mention that we started um, we started with Dynamo Blues, one of your band, The Brass Funky's very own tunes, one of my favourites. Oh, great. Um, but yeah, just yeah. probably should have mentioned that, but well, we <laughs> have now. So let's, should we talk about some of the gigs? Yeah, let's talk about some of the gigs, because there's loads going on. Um, I mean... Where do you want to start? Let's start at the beginning with the yeah. usual disclaimer that you can just go on the website if this show is incredibly annoying. Like, <laughs> it's all there online. It is all there, yeah. So cambridgejazzfestival.info is, um, is the one, Yep, I think. But if you want to um, feel guided gently through the uh, brochure, then this is the place to be. So the first night is Leanne Carroll, Ian Shaw and the London Gay Big Band. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be great. I mean, those two are real kind of stalwarts of the London jazz scene, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And just unbelievable musicians. So, and both, uh, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited to hear both of them standing in front of a big band. I think that'll be pretty special. That will be cool. And the London Gay Big Band has been running for... 
um, several years. I forgot to write down how many in my notes because that's the kind of guy I am. Um, <laughs> but they're like predominantly, but not entirely, LGBT musicians that play yes. in it, which is as well incredibly um, interesting and exciting that such a band exists. Yeah, I think it it must be it must be a really really great thing uh, to be a part of. Oh, here we are. Founded in the summer of 2011, a sensational 20-piece jazz orchestra made up predominantly but not exclusively of LGBT musicians and vocalists brings a fresh and fabulous vibe to the London music scene. Um, and they they were semi-finals in um, Britain's Got Talent. Oh, were they really? Yeah, they performed okay. in front of a television television audience of seven million people. Wow, I, I didn't watch that. I wasn't one of those seven million, but um, <laughs> me either. But um, that's that's great. That is really something. If I go until age seventy, as planned with this show, hopefully we'll get somewhere near that seven million mark. Yeah, collectively, yeah. that that can be your thing, can't exactly. it? Exactly. Like, Maybe that's when you stop. Hmm, like, I like seven, that. Seven millionth listen. <laughs> Well, at that point, not only do I stop, but the, all of the shows are removed. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So there's another gig on the on the second or third night. The third night. This is Thursday, the fifteenth. Um, Alex Hitchcock, the Hitchcock Law, Casimir Michael band. Michelle. Michelle. Yeah, that's right, Mark Michelle. Um, you see, that's why that's why I'm not allowed to do this show on my own. So yeah, I mean that's good. That's a pretty all-star lineup, really, isn't it? Um, and that's going to be that's going to be heavy. Alex obviously spent quite a lot of time in Cambridge. He studied English for his yeah. undergrad, and um, he's a bit of a fan's favourite around the city because people are sort of used to him and his amazing sounds. So that'll be that'll be a packed night, I'm sure. That'll be cool. And Ant Law, who is they've both been on the show actually, Alex and Ant, and. Um, that was only like three weeks ago. He's, you know, famous for playing in Tim Garland's band, among other things. He has among his own album out. Crazy tunings on his guitar and all kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that night as well, Tony Kofi's down with his band, which is obviously a, a thing. And then Richard Spaven. Man, that's a that's a hell of an evening. Yeah, Richard Spaven as well with the trio and Skelter supporting them, who you and me both know, um, Sam Healy's band. Yeah. Up from up in Manchester, doing some um, electronic y stuff, but really well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Skelter, they, um, they supported Noah on their tour earlier this year as well. They have a new right. album wow. too. I hope that's right. I'm just saying this stuff like like it's a fact. Sounds, sounds, sounds plausible. It's, <laughs> it does sound highly plausible. Skelter's sumptuous, technically proficient saxophone solos are combined with mysterious samples, synths and loops for a heart-wrenching and thoughtful cascade of modern, technical, soulful funk. And luckily I was right. They also supported um, Dinosaur on this Oslo. Oh, great. Oslo Dinosaur Jersey. will be, be down in Cambridge as well later in the week or the next week. I think with, um, who are they with? They're with Big Bad Wolf. Ah, with Big Bad Wolf, who are now a trio, I think. But really? Sounding sounding great, yeah. Oh, they've got four yeah. people in their picture. I find that very disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> What's going, how come it's a trio now? Do you know so anything? I think, I think Rob Luft used to be in it and isn't anymore, but they've they've kind of changed their sound a bit, but it's amazing stuff. It's really interesting. 
And um, yeah, I've been such a big fan of theirs. Not a big enough fan to know what's actually going on with the band. Hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the sounds that have come out of those three slash four have been um, revelatory to me over the last couple of years. So I would definitely go and watch that if I that's, were. Yeah, that's going to be a great show. And of course, actually, and we'll probably talk about education stuff later, but Laura Jurd's also been tempted back on another day to run a workshop. Oh, that should be great. On improvisation based around um, women in jazz and the music of women in jazz, which is one of the themes of the jazz festival this year. So how does that work, being a theme? So I think um, as one of the one of the ideas for booking was to try and I mean there's so many amazing female UK jazz artists out there and it's just making sure they're given a good amount of slots at the festival and there's and as far as I know I think that's kind of it I know there's some talks as well based on you know the the impact of women in jazz yeah and um, yeah because Izzy Barrett's coming down that's uh, right i think she's running the workshop with laura actually uh, cool and she's got her all-female band interchange yes at the festival that's really cool i have a fact for you um yes manchester jazz festival was the first festival in europe to have a 50 50 gender balance of its booking wow hmm. progressive well, that's a great thing that's a great, that's a great thing. thing yeah but this women in jazz theme is also a great thing yeah so what let's well now that we've touched on it the education is that going on like in schools just at the same time that the festival goes on how does it work so yeah so with the education side of things what we've really tried to do is sort of just connect all the dots in Cambridge and make sure that um people people in education in education young people and also you know older people who are taking an interest in music are able to sort of access all these amazing things because there's so many great musicians coming through the town and doing some workshops it's just a case of making sure that everyone's sort of aware of what's going on and trying to get people involved so we've got we've got these workshops running we've also um, got a school's big band um, project running where i'm going to be sort of uh, via sort of by proxy supporting some of the schools in the area and helping them get their big bands up to shape so that and they're going to be performing in a concert on one of the Sundays and that's going to be followed by a workshop by the wonderful Ed Barber and his Blues and Roots Ensemble. Nice, that's amazing. That. Yeah. Um, so how would you go to one, a, a workshop, to if you wanted the workshop. to? So if you have a look on the website... All the workshops are listed, um, and you can you can just book book tickets. If it's something that any of the listeners are interested in, then it is worth booking in advance. Not only because you get given the music in advance and all the information, so you can sort of do some practice and oh, get wow. there fully prepared, but also just so it doesn't sell out. I mean, there's some great stuff. Frenesis are coming down to do an improvisation masterclass, which is going to be unbelievable. So I think Jasper Hoybe's uh, in Cambridge twice that week he's doing um his planet b and also phrenesis will be there as well who are of course you know one of the world's leading trios of course um with uh ivo neem and yeah. i'm not going to be able to find it quick enough to remember the name of the, <laughs> the third member of that trio such is the under-rehearsed 
um, under-researched nature of the jazz podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, Phrenesis and Jasper, well worth seeing. And that that it's really awesome that he's doing a workshop as well. Next yeah. to him on the brochure is Yaz Ahmed. That'd yeah. Be cool. with the That'd be amazing. She's actually with the University Jazz Orchestra. So... That, I'm sure, will involve some new writing and some new arrangements that I'm sure she will have done. But her music's unbelievable. So if you haven't checked it out, it's worth getting hold of her album and hearing it. Um, but I think I'm sure that'll be a, an amazing event to get to. That is also a podcast if you're feeling like this is, in fact, the answer to all of your life's problems. Um, I think that was about eight months ago now. But um, there is an interview with Yaz buried in the back catalogue somewhere. Oh, wow. Um, I'll check that out. Yeah, classy. Um, actually, it's a really great show. Yaz is ridiculously funny. Um, <laughs> so, um, Also, let's not... Um, wait, where have you gone? I was just staring at... Ah, yeah, there we go. Elliot Galvin on Saturday the 17th. His trio's playing with the Sam Miles VJ Prakash Quintet. Yeah, so I can't wait for this one, really. That's going to be really nice to we, me and me and Sam Miles, uh, the tenor player, have uh, been writing a load of new music that we're going to air that night. And of course, with the gentle warm up for what's going to be an unbelievable show from the Elliot Galvin trio. Sweet. Who need no introduction, I'm sure, to most of the listeners. Let's do a classy segue into talking about a few of the venues. What's because you you guys are playing at Stories Field Centre. That's right. So this is this shows at Storage Fields. Now, Storage Fields is actually a brand new uh, state of the art concert hall, and, um, which has kind of popped up out of nowhere in Cambridge. I actually um, I went and um, last year when I was looking at running some education things for the festival, I did a site visit when they were it was being built, and um, I actually haven't been back since it's been finished. But I've heard amazing things about it. Oh wow! So it's um, kind of all being very carefully acoustically designed. And there's three spaces in there, but the main concert hall or venue has a full glass back wall, which looks out over this amazing wildflower meadow, which <laughs> has it's um, it's of architectural interest. So they're not allowed to touch it. So it's this amazing space in the middle of the wow. city, that's, you know, that can't be developed on. So in the daytime, especially, you know, this space is just unbelievable. Yeah. So I can't wait to play there. So yeah, I'm doing this show um, alongside Elliot's band, and also I'll be uh, with the Brass Funkies. We'll be closing the festival on the Sunday night, which I'm just digging out the date. Sunday the 25th, which will be great. And that's and we've got Three Step Maneuver playing before us as well, featuring Georgia Van Etten. Wow, nice! That seems yeah. spectacular knowledge. Um, yeah. So it's um yeah there's some I mean there's just the the whole city comes alive really during the festival there's so many different spaces some some sp- specific music venues and just lots of bars and kind of part time music clubs as well. It's such a different feeling when you have a jazz festival in a small city compared right. to you know for like if I could the best jazz festival I've ever been to was was Kongsberg in Norway. Um, Because it's a tiny little town, but then, like you say, the whole place gets taken over by the festival. You know, every venue becomes the jazz festival. Um, Yeah, completely. And you can walk between venues. You know, it becomes almost like not quite like something like North Sea in that way that, you know, the venues are so close together. But you can go to a couple of gigs in a night 
quite quite easily. I mean, I know you can do that in London, of course, but um, it's great. And you know, actually, the tickets are relatively cheap for all the gigs. So it's a forty-five minute train from London. It's actually quite doable to get to a great gig and not pay that much money and get home as well. Here's a theory for you, one that I won't test for. but i reckon there's quite a few gigs where it's cheaper to get the train to cambridge than it would be to just stay in london and like pay extra i i bet i bet that's i bet that's the thing i mean generally you're not paying much more than between eight to fifteen pounds yeah no you're right they're really gigs and um you know book a ticket in advance and get up on the train yeah and it's it's worth it completely agree um yeah the the small because manchester does it for me a bit in that sense like it's small and you can walk around and you can see everything and um cambridge definitely i mean not that i have anything against like having a jazz festival in london but it's just a completely different feeling because you have to mix with the non-jazz people of the world (laughs) in a way that we don't have to in a right exactly you you can really immerse yourself so just remind me how like who's to who's to thank slash blame for this whole festival there is an absolutely amazing person called Rosalind russell and she has single-handedly set this festival up she books the artists for it she she has help but she doesn't really i mean people help her but i mean she does she does the very the lion's share of this work all by herself She doesn't earn any money from it. She applies for all of the Arts Council funds, the ACE grants and everything herself. She's an absolute powerhouse. And she's she's made this into really an internationally recognised festival. So uh, Rosalind Russell, an amazing, amazing woman. Amazing. Yeah, there's no mention of her. She's obviously... uh, Right, exactly. But she would have built the website herself, I'm sure. And she'd done everything. But yeah... a thankless task quite often oh absolutely running a jazz especially festival. when especially when you know the stress of having to fill the venues or or lose money or lose sponsorship and really she just keeps going and going and going it's quite incredible yeah um yeah beyond beyond words that kind of level of commitment yeah um and you've you booked the education workshops yourself is that true that's right. Yeah. So my relationship with the Cambridge Jazz Festival and sort of with Cambridgeshire um, is in an educational um, sort of format. Um, I've been working with the with the Music Hub and with the Jazz Festival to set up the Cambridgeshire Youth Jazz Orchestra, which will be coming into force this year oh, and sort of linking that to the big band workshops that we talked about. And again, Roz is a big part of booking everything that goes on in the festival but i'll be helping out oversee some of the workshops and um yeah it's exciting we're, we're starting to sort of try and just just link up all the interest in yeah. in jazz in the county we've got i ran the cambridge youth jazz summer school for the first time uh this summer which was a great success with some amazing people on board josh blackmore was the drum tutor on it phil stevenson on guitars and um sam miles on saxes and reeds so That's yeah, awesome. yeah i'd on. forgotten josh blackmore lives in slash very near cambridge yeah yeah that's yeah. right yes so there's also a great part of the website that's called plan your visit 
Um, and okay. there's like, there's advice on like everywhere you can go, stuff to see, where to stay, recommendations on where to eat and drink, parking, cashless parking, pre-booked parking, like your every possible need is absolutely um, taken care of here. This right. Is, As I said, Ro- Ros-, Ros is a very thorough person. <laughs> I'm sure she's thought of absolutely everything. To... It certainly looks that way. Yeah. Um, before we go, let's talk about one more gig for two reasons. First of all, what's the Cambridge University wine bar like? Cambridge University wine bar is, is bang in the middle of town. Um, and I'll be honest, I don't actually know much about it as a venue, but I know that they've been working on trying to get more and more live music there in sort of recent times. There's a jazz jam that's kicked off there, which I think is going to be the mainstay um, town jazz jam now so um that's kind of all i know about it really okay well it's what's also the, a what's wine the gig bar. that you're oh yeah the one i've tactically picking on here is the lydian collective oh yeah um which is i'm going to read out off the website an exciting four-piece instrumental group formed by composer producer aaron wheeler um fellow producer and guitarist todd baker described as blissfully different their refreshing band of original fusion-based music is rich in harmony and groove um there's some other you know there's some more descriptions which i will stop reading sophie allaway is uh on drums we interviewed her a while ago um a very wildly popular shows actually um and the the talented Ida hollis on bass well the leading collective i'm gonna i'm gonna play one of their tracks um 31 from their new album adventure to finish and then I'm going to publish the show and then I'm going to text Sophie and see if it's okay. Because if not, then um, this is all going to go horribly, horribly wrong. But <laughs> <laughs> that's the master plan. Fingers crossed, Rob. Yeah, exactly. Always, always well planned in advance. Um, well, Vij, thank you so much for coming to um, rationalise and explain... Um, all of the amazing things that are going on at this festival. Pleasure as always, Rob. Just uh, just before I go, I might just just mention a couple of other things oh, that yes, people please. might be interested in. So Fofala uh, are going to be there, who are an amazing band, um, who definitely don't have perhaps the following or recent following that they deserve, but they've brought out a new album or are bringing it out pretty soon. Their album launches in London, I think next week or the week after, but they're definitely one to watch. Okay, this is great. This is like proper inside, inside like Vija's top tips now. Hmm. This is great. Yeah, and I could do a couple more quickly. Oh, yes, you. please. That would be yeah. great. I mean, there's so much there. Kit Downs has released yeah. an album. Yeah, yeah. His first, his first album on ECM, yes. which is amazing. He's oh. an ECM artist now. And it's called Obsidian and definitely worth listening to if, people have not sure most people have checked it out by now but obviously it's it's solo organ um i think there's going to be some tom challenger sax on there as yeah. well but um that's that's going to be at one of the cambridge colleges which will be a pretty special gig i think yeah that's at the gonville and cassius college yeah gonville and keys college college is the hardest one to say <laughs> <laughs> no and uh, that's bang in the middle of town and they'll be pretty special and also a really small quite intimate gig i think so um that's that's one for people to yeah. check out if they can. There's Zenel, who are a really young, um, very scarily good trio, uh, who I've checked out a couple of times. I think I saw them at Wilderness um, this 
this summer for the second time and yeah they just sound great some really new sounds coming out awesome. and then with world service project who are again probably need uh, no introduction yes. to most people Ah, yes, our old friend Raf Clarkson, who yeah, who absolutely. features on the How to Pay Your Rent, How to Make Your Debut Album podcasts. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <Right>. yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> in case you know you want some hilarious advice on how to pay your rent or make an album. Uh, Finney Beerman as well. I meant to mention Finney's gig. Yeah, and then didn't, and now I have at the Locker Cafe. Perfect.